Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. So today with us, we have Sarah McCormick, a self-care astrologer at Bella de Luna. Her mission is to help women find more time for themselves and their self-care through planning with the moon cycles and aligning with their wheel of the year. You can find more flow and ease in your life as well as your own magic here. The creator of the Soul Care Planner, a tool that combines astrology and self-care to move past the traditional planner that focuses more on productivity and shifts your daily planning to checking in with yourself and what you need to feel your best throughout the day. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're beginners when it comes to learning about astrology. So we always love having um, guests on like you who could uh, teach us a little bit more. I really enjoyed something that you said on your page. You said that you were kind of lost for a moment after working this corporate job, but then you looked up into the night sky and saw the moon and fell in love. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So you know, fresh out of college, I worked in marketing for a nonprofit and I kept having this nagging sensation that there was something more, there was something that I was missing. And it was always the sensation of it's kind of just out of my grasp, just out of my reach. I couldn't name it, but I could feel it. And I remember one night just feeling lost, you know, and feeling like there had, there had to be something else. There was something I was missing, but I didn't know what it was. And I looked up and I saw the moon. It just made me think back to so many memories of my childhood and the bedroom I grew up in. Um, There's a specific window that I would stand out and look out at, and I could see the moon, you know, depending on the time of day, just kind of in the sky. And I always loved looking at the moon. I always loved stars. And, you know, as a child and a teenager, I was really into astronomy and actually had like a telescope and all that. And my dad would read the the paper every morning while eating his breakfast. And I would like grab the section with the horoscopes and I would read it every morning. And something just clicked for me that night, just feeling like something was missing. I looked up and I saw the moon and it just kind of made me think back to all the times I've always looked at the moon and just felt a connection there that I couldn't really explain. And so then I just kind of dipped my toe into the water of, you know, learning about astrology. And then as the years have gone by, I've incorporated it more and more and more into my business until now, now it is my business. That's, that's what I do. That is, it's my entire life and career at this point, which is, it feels very full circle. It feels very much like coming home because it really connects me in my mind back to my like childhood me who loved looking at the moon every night. Thank you for sharing that because there was something that really grasped me when I read that on your page and you went into a more detail, but I truly felt like this love story. And we always think about this love story only being between humans and just the way you worded it, it was like, 
why don't we ever write or honor these love stories that we have with other things? So thank, thank you for sharing that. I do. I love the moon. I have sat many nights with the moon and wrote to the moon and just sat there and, and just soaked in the moon. And I've always loved it since I was a kid as well. And I think one of the reasons that I ever even really was connected to the moon is my dad was super into uh, astronomy. He called me throughout my adulthood. I mean, he would always be like, all right, so at four o'clock in the morning, there's going to be this asteroid that's going to come by, but you're only going to be able to see it, you know, in this part of the sky. And, or moon, he would always remind me, you know, there's going to be a super moon that you might want to check out. And I would wake up my kids if it was four in the morning or whatever time to go, we drive to go see the moon. We still do these things. I just, I found a lot of peace there, a lot of peace with the moon. And I, the energy is amazing. I mean, you can, uh, just, I love the memory lane. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that about your dad, Shanna. Really? No, I love yeah. that. You know what? You guys have me going down memory lane too, because you know what? When my brother passed away in 2007, I remember the one thing my mom kept consistent was putting out a blanket in the backyard on the grass. And she'd take my children, especially Trina, my middle child, and lay out at night and look at the stars with her. So the sky was really there for my mom during a hard time too. I love that. Yeah. So looking up at the sky, like I'm always looking up. So if you're always looking up, you're always going to have a better chance of seeing stuff. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I see shit all the time. I'm like, what is that? Oh my God. What? what that's not normal. You know, I don't, do you do that too? Since you're always looking up. Yes. Or the other fun thing um, is, you know, I'll be outside looking at the moon and I look up and I just happen to look up just at the right time to see like an owl fly overhead. It's so gorgeous. Just recently I posted on our Facebook. It was the scariest looking owl too. Usually I love it, but this one was like sitting at the top of my tree and it did not look like it was sitting on a branch and it was black. It was so freaky. I thought for sure it was an alien. (laughs) I was so freaked out. Sarah, she's not joking. Uh, She uh, has so many videos of like strange objects dropping out of the sky um, because she also is looking at the sky all day long, not just at the moon. Mm -hmm. And she has collected more videos in the shortest amount of time than anyone I know, probably minus people who do that for a profession. Uh, I think also you attract it if that's the realm you're living in such a mystery and you know it's it's exciting for all of us who love the sky to see that the government is starting to kind of open up a little (laughs) a little bit um, yeah just a tad just to tease us a little yeah (laughs) yes well Sarah I also saw that you have a psychology background and so you kind of merge this into what you do can we talk about that yeah that's kind of how I've come to where I am now is I've kind of woven my love of astrology and the stars and the moon together with some of my psychology background. In particular, I've kind of pulled out 
my knowledge of self-care in terms of like tending to your nervous system and grounding and different somatic practices, ways to kind of help reframe and kind of change your thought patterns. My point of view is that self-care in the realm of like getting to know yourself better or getting to know different aspects of yourself can be really daunting. But if you do it through the lens of astrology, it helps give you a little bit of space, a little room between you and like, say your emotions. And so you don't, they don't, it doesn't feel as intimidating. For example, especially as women, we are often kind of taught or raised, or we get the message from society or the media that like anger is bad, right? We're not supposed to be angry. We're supposed to be quiet and small and sit there and look pretty. And sometimes when women are kind of trying to learn more about themselves and uncover more about themselves, it can get really uncomfortable to kind of face their, their anger um, or that kind of warrior energy that we all have inside of us. But if you kind of approach it through your birth chart, your natal chart, through the lens of where Mars is within your birth chart, it can help you hear what may be a reflection of you from the lens of your birth chart and the stars when you were born, or I guess I should say the planets when you were born, but it's a little, like you don't take it as personally. Like it's a, there's a little bit of separation where it's a little bit more comfortable to hear. It's a little bit easier to understand and integrate. And so I find kind of weaving them together um, makes it a little bit more digestible to, to learn more about who you are and get comfortable with all the different parts of yourself. Because I feel like that's where our power lies as, as human beings is, is knowing who we are and acknowledging and accepting all the parts of ourselves. You have a very soft, genuine demeanor. I, I mean, your energy you. is so calming. I've noticed that the second we hopped on, you're just laid back and you can tell you're going with the flow. And you know, there are different ways to get to know yourself that you're right, can be really scary. So I love that you brought that up, that this is a way to kind of get to know you not so abrasive. Yeah. I like that. So last night I was making an art piece for my daughter for her bedroom on a canvas. I was painting her some stuff and, you know, she's really, really taken on her Zodiac sign. She's like all about Taurus right now. It's kind of funny. And I just think that she's nine. I was looking up like, what were some, you know, positive words about a Taurus that I could add to this piece of art. So I had done like the sign and I thought maybe just adding a few fun, positive words. And I had messaged a lady who we had on recently and she does some astrology. And I, I asked her, I said, what would be some positive words that, you know, I could put on there? She said, earth angel for Taurus. And when I was talking to my daughter, Kinsley about it, I mean, like she totally got it. She knows she's like, yeah, because it's an earth sign. And so is Virgo and Capricorn. I think, I mean, she just... <laughs> She's naturally soaking in more than I can, which is just amazing. She's <laughs> really super into it, but there are negative and there are positive attributes yeah. and characteristics. And so are you taking those positive ones or, and negative ones? Are you using these attributes to help somebody with their self-care? Yes, definitely. Cause okay. 
there's kind of like light aspects and shadow aspects of all the signs or the other way you'll hear astrologers talk about it is like higher vibration and lower vibration. It's definitely important to be aware of both because if you're only aware of say like the, the higher vibration side, you may find yourself, um, you know, doing things that are considered lower vibration and you're not even aware of it. And if you aren't aware of it, how do you change, you know, anything? If you, if you want to change it, you may not want to change it. You know, we different reasons for why we do different things, but yes, it is, I think really important to acknowledge both. And that's, you know, when I do like the weekly astrology or the monthly astrology, that's part of what I talk about is, you know, again, we'll just say Mars because I already, I've already brought up Mars. Sometimes when there's transits happening with Mars, which Mars is a planet, um, it's kind of the, it's a planet of like action and warrior energy. It's our anger. It's our aggression. It's our willpower. It's our ambition and drive to get things done. Um, which can all be good things, but on the shadow side, you know, that can be where we're frustrated and irritated. We're lashing out at others. Uh, we're kind of, you know, quick to anger, maybe explosive towards others. And that's important to notice because, you know, kind of going back to psychology a little bit, a lot of those more shadow sides of Mars, a lot of that are signals that you're burnt out, that your cup needs to be refilled you need to take time for self-care and downtime and restore your energy. It's not bad to have those things. Like there are no like bad parts here. It's just, it's all information. It's all data to recognize and realize how you can use it. That's how I see it. Is it as overwhelming as Shannon, I think, and as hard to learn as we think, or do we just like to make it more difficult than it really is? I think it's overwhelming when you're first exposed to it and you realize how many layers there are. And especially depending on how you're trying to learn it. Like if you're trying to learn it through like just Googling or picking up a book, I think that's really hard or at least harder. I think it's easier if you are working with someone like in a course or one-on-one where they can help you break it down because this really has to be broken down in my opinion into like bite-sized chunks because it is a lot of information and it can get really overwhelming really quickly. What did that look like for you? How did you learn? Because I know you really studied it for like a seven-year period before you um, started doing this full-time. I basically read anything I could get my hands on. I took any course I found. I like studied on any astrologer who was like, yes, you can, I am, I'm accepting students. Once I had a somewhat of a foundation, I started basically doing the astrology every day and looking at um, the transits that were happening and what, so what the planets were doing each day. And I came up with my own kind of code or like reference for like how I saw the planets and like keywords that I used to sum them up and started kind of piecing almost like working backwards and piecing things together. What was like the most shocking kind of epiphany that you learned about yourself and how you could implement it into your self-care? I think for me, it was the kind of awareness or realization that, so I have a lot of Virgo in my chart. And so Virgo, you know, stereotypically you'll hear like Virgo is like, 
super organized or like really critical or really productive. And like, I always laugh because I was voted most organized in high school. And to this day, <laughs> like could not have made that up. And so for me, it was realizing that kind of the, the shadow side of Virgo is you're, you, you burn out, you know, you're burning the candle at both ends. You kind of almost, you can always, it's not true for all Virgos, but, you know, for me, it was realizing that I was almost becoming a martyr to my work and reframing using kind of stepping back and seeing the broader view of that Virgo energy of what I like to say is purpose, not perfection. And realizing that my, my rest, my downtime, my, you know, giving myself permission to not work was just as important as the work I did. And so I think that was kind of like the biggest realization of like kind of working and uncovering what was in my birth chart was realizing that inherent drive I have to kind of work and be productive is very useful, but it doesn't need to actually drive me. That doesn't need to be like my underlying motivation. I I love that. And I'm stealing it purpose rather than perfection. I always say progress, not perfection. Well, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. We have so many different, you know, avenues that are all pointing to these same characteristics about, you know, the personality types. That's something that I find is interesting when we talk archetypes. I love how the archetypes always seem to be the same, no matter where they're coming from. Yes. I love that. Or it's, you know, like same with like human design. Um, There's a lot of people now who are kind of layering human design and astrology together. And I think it's so gorgeous how they just, they weave very well together. And, you know, it always does. Isn't that interesting? The chakras are a lot. And we're talking like, these are ancient, you know, practices and techniques and theories. Yeah. The tarot, right. And of course, also, you know, the great, you know, Carl Jung as well. It's just, it's like how there's no way that can be coincidence. It's synchronicity. Yeah. So I think it's like you said, you can use them as a blueprint. Why not? Everybody's in freaking agreement. With Carl Jung, there's actually a branch of astrology that kind of ties in his work. It's called depth astrology um, based based off the in-depth psychology work he did that relies on these archetypes to really discover more about who you are. So when you're helping somebody work with their self-care, you're not just looking at their zodiac sign, you're looking at their entire chart, right? It's like making a cake. (laughs) It's like, we all have our own cake that ends up being made with, because we all have the same ingredients, you know, with all the planets and the signs, but all of our cakes are different. We all have the same planets. So those are like the ingredients, but like the flavoring, the spices are like what signs the planets fall in. And so that kind of what makes us all different. And so when I'm like looking at someone's chart to help them kind of weave through this or kind of like, you know, pull back the layers and uncover these parts of themselves, it's really just a step-by-step process, slowly, slowly getting like deeper and deeper into your personality and what makes you tick and 
And it's really looking, using those archetypes again. So for example, in astrology, the moon represents your emotions. It's your emotional body. As we know, the, the moon physically affects uh, things here on earth, you know, affects the, the tides and that's kind of seen as a reflection of in astrology, the moon is kind of like a mirror that reflects emotions or feelings back to us. And we can look at it on a global perspective where I'm, you know, looking at where the moon is each day and saying, so we might feel this today because this is where the moon is. Or we can look at it in your birth chart to kind of get an indication of how you, what comfort level you have with emotions, because each of the signs kind of have a different comfort level when it comes to recognizing and sitting with emotions. And it's also can point to what helps you feel safe and secure, which is a reflection of what self-care you need at the end of the day to kind of restore yourself or refill your cup. And then there's like, you can keep going. So, you know, Mercury, like how you communicate. Um, Saturn can point to how you set boundaries. Jupiter can kind of point to where you kind of naturally have some luck in life, where things might flow a little easier, where you want to kind of focus your energy to grow and expand. Neptune can point to uh, your dreams, but also shadow side where you uh, self-sabotage or kind of pull the wool over your own eyes a little bit. Uranus points to where you'd like to shake things up and make changes. And then Pluto is all about how you transform, how you take obstacles or challenges or hardships in your life and kind of turn them into gold, how you kind of alchemize and transform through hardship. And so like all of the planets kind of point to these different aspects of yourself that are going to be different for all of us based on what sign the planets were in when we're born. But as you weave them together, you start to get this tapestry of who we are. And like having that knowledge helps you kind of figure out things like how you should structure your day. So your day you know, flows and you feel fulfilled at the end of the day, or you can look to what kind of career might be fulfilling for you or, you know, what you need in terms of how to communicate, you know, and this is where you can pull in things like love languages and like all these other components that can help reinforce like what you've learned just looking at your birth chart. So, so it's kind of a long process to like kind of pull all these things out especially because for me, when I, I really like teaching to me, it's, it's all well and good to like give someone like an astrology reading and basically like a report, you know, of like, this is what your, your birth chart says. But I think it's important to kind of go one step further and actually like teach someone like what this means and how they could actually apply it to their daily life. Yes. So Sarah, I have to ask a personal question. When you decided to walk away from your corporate job and align with your purpose that you're currently doing, was your husband and your son like, what the heck is mom doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, like my husband has always been really supportive. And I mean, I've always 
been into kind of more like woo or witchy things. So it was not really a surprise at all. Okay. Um, and yeah, my son was only two, so he wasn't, he's, he wasn't born yet, but yeah, he's, he's not going to know any better. <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah. going to be surrounded by astrology talk his whole life. So. Okay. I must've missed it. What was your corporate job in the past? I uh, was in marketing for um, a nonprofit. Really? You want to be in marketing for our nonprofit? <laughs> our non at all financial profit? <laughs> please, please. Just kidding. Wait, does Could it you... align with the stars? Because <laughs> we can't argue with that. <laughs> so I was reading, I was reading something this morning that was interesting. I was looking at like the first discoveries of the constellations and it was talking about how they found like a piece of ivory that was like an elephant's trunk that they used to like put them on like these stone tablets that were hidden for thousands of years. It's interesting to me that there's a lot of history around astrology. And I mean, back in the day, you know, they use the stars to guide the way. And so at the beginning to take this full circle, Sarah, you said you felt lost. Yeah. So to think about that and that coincidence of words, you felt lost and you went to the stars to find your way. And so I think what you're saying and what your purpose and what you do and what your website and Instagram represent is that you can use this to help find your way in life and to help find who you are. And I thought that was beautiful. I didn't know about a lot of the history of astrology. And I think that it's also one of those things that scares people that are really set in their religious ways. Really, if you look back at it, it's been a part of humans and the world from the beginning. Can you speak on that? Yeah. So astrology is over 2000 years old, at least in like the formal way we've, we know it. Like we have archaeological records of, of astrology. And it's, you know, to me, there's similarities and a little bit of overlap with how some folks are uncomfortable with people who may identify as like pagan or Wiccan and like they are kind of religious, like or spiritual, like holidays where those are ancient. Those have ancient roots beyond what we consider like the modern holidays to be if you really dig, they're based on the seasons and the will of the year and the weather. And that's also a reflection of astrology. Astrology begins with the sign of Aries, which is springtime. And part of the layers of astrology is the signs themselves and the order they go in reflect the seasons of the time of year they happen really more northern hemisphere based for western astrology but there is a reflection there where astrology is a mirror of the seasons and so the keywords that you'll find in the signs are keywords that you would associate with the seasons and so things like astrology have sometimes have this negative connotation but if you really peel back the layers and kind of step back and look at them, you realize it's, it's just a reflection of the world around us and the seasons and the wheel of the year. And also it's just a reflection of different aspects of our personality. You know, it's yeah. how we think, how we, how we tell people we love them, how we respond when we feel threatened, how we navigate change, how we set boundaries, 
this is what you can find by just looking at your birth chart. It's just more information about who you are. And it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. How scared of Mercury retrograde should we be? Or would any planets go into retrograde? What does that mean? This something that is collectively happening. Yeah, (laughs) definitely are affected, but you should not be scared of it. Every time Mercury retrograde comes around, I actually have like a free like email challenge. It's like a 10 day free challenge to learn how to use Mercury retrograde to tap into your inner magic because you do not need to be afraid of Mercury retrograde at all. It happens Mm -hmm. three or four times a year. It happens every year. It's happened your entire life. And at some point you are finally aware of it and the media has made it into this big, scary thing. And it's not a big, scary thing. When a planet goes retrograde, all it means is it's time to review whatever kind of the themes or the archetype of that planet is. That's all it is. It's just a time to review. And so Mercury is all about our communications and how we think, how we express ourselves, not only how you talk to others, but also how you talk to yourself. So your mental self-talk, which is a big thing of, you know, when you're talking about self-care. And so Mercury retrograde is just a invitation to slow down when it comes to how you're communicating and review how you're communicating, how you're thinking. Do you want to make any changes there? Do you want to make any adjustments? Do you want to do any work in that area? Because it doesn't do any of us any good to just go through our life and never pause to review anything about ourselves, right? It's always good to check in with all the different parts of ourselves. Like, am I communicating clearly? Like, am I struggling with my anger? Am I setting boundaries and holding them well? all those things. And so that's all Mercury retrograde is, is just an invitation to review how you communicate and how you express yourself. I want to say something that I feel like our listeners need to know, and it's from my personal experience. When you just described the Taurus, Mm -hmm. immediately my ego was like, no, 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 that's not you at all. Now I used to look at the characteristics of a Taurus from an ego point of view. And I didn't know myself. Now that I've spent years getting to know my soul and my true essence of who I am, everything you described completely aligns with me. I feel everything. Nature is my go-to. Now, before when I was living a life in the ego and the rush, 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 I didn't make rash decisions. I didn't stop to get grounded. I didn't acknowledge my feelings. So I think it's really important for people to remember that because otherwise you're like, you would just disregard it. Like, Oh, that's just a bunch of bull crap. Cause that's not who I am. And that's what I used to think. But in reality, now that I've got to know myself, it is it's exactly who I am. And it needs to be looked at in a way to where, Oh, wow, those are the traits. Well, then those are the things that I need to do to help myself, like ground myself and get into nature. So I think there's that soul versus ego light that you can put on astrology. Does that even make sense? Did I say that correct? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I've had the experience too, where when I first kind of got into astrology, like I, I knew my sun sign, which that's Virgo. That's where, when you look at your horoscope, generally that's what you're looking at. But when I discovered my rising sign, which is Scorpio, I was like, that can't be right. (laughs) Um, Because it was very intimidating because Scorpio is all about holding power. It's 
it's all about transformation and rebirth and claiming your power and standing in your power and standing in your truth. And that felt really uncomfortable when I first heard about it. And I was like, that cannot be right. But the, like you said, the more I've learned about myself, the more I've uncovered and gotten to know myself, the more I realize that is right. And that's completely in alignment with who I am. How do people like you um, make decisions? Do you like immediately go, hold on a minute and then, (laughs) (laughs) and then go to your chart and be like, okay, I have, you know, got to make this decision carefully. (laughs) Kind of a combination it's kind of a weaving of a, a lot of things because also uh, my human design chart, um, can't remember all the terminology. Human design's not my expertise, but I do remember my my response for human design is, is it's wait to respond. Is So I always keep that in mind <laughs> when I'm making yeah. decisions is to give myself permission to, no, I don't have to respond right away, but I do use astrology quite a bit. Like whenever I'm launching something new, I always use astrology to plan out the launch date and knowing that it's not hundred percent set in stone because things happen, especially like if, if it's a product that I'm having printed or, you know, there's lots of moving parts or factors that come into mm. play. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I do always look at the astrology going on that sometimes I, I get to have more choice than others. Like I've yeah. had surgery, I've picked dates based on astrology, little things, some things, you know, are just more everyday. Things. Like I don't do everything based on astrology. Like I don't go grocery shopping based on astrology. <laughs> <laughs> so women in their menstrual cycle, I'm curious, is there, is anything to be said for that? Is anything based on the sky when it comes to women and uh, our reproductive system? I mean, there's a lot of variability there because there's so many factors you know, stress, nutrition, genetics, everything. But I have noticed a lot of women find that their cycle either occur on or pretty close to either the new moon or the full moon. And they're kind of synced to their like menstrual cycle is kind of synced to the lunar cycle in that way. And I think that's important to recognize if you do have a pattern like that, just because in astrology, if you want to break down the lunar cycle into the four main phases, you have the new moon, first quarter moon, the full moon, and the last quarter moon. And the new moon is all about setting your intention. First quarter moon is all about taking action. The full moon is about celebrating. And the last quarter moon is about releasing. And so it's important to kind of watch how those four phases line up to your menstrual cycle. Because if your menstrual cycle, say you, it always aligns where you start your cycle on the full moon or around the full moon, where it's a time of like celebrating, you may not feel like celebrating, (laughs) you know, that's why I say it's important to find your own rhythm and find your own cycle because even though that's kind of the broad stroke standard, oh, this is how you do things in the lunar cycle. We all have our own internal cycle and our own internal rhythms that we have to kind of recognize and acknowledge and honor and realize that even though it seems like everyone else is like doing this right now, that may not be where your energy is. And so I think it's important to kind of follow those and figure out what pattern of energy you have every month when it comes to your menstrual cycle and like, you know, 
you know, when you need downtime, like I know I always get headaches right before my cycle begins. So I know I need to like have, you know, time off or more downtime during that time. And that may be, you know, during the first quarter moon when I'm supposed to be super active based, you know, based on astrology. And so it's important to kind of just weave those together, I think. Awesome. Can you tell our listeners about your beautiful, beautiful website and what you offer on your website? Yeah. So my website is belladeluna.com and um, I have uh, books on there. I have my soul care planner. Uh, There's meditations, there's courses, and there's um, a few free resources like there's a astrology soul care guide, which kind of goes through all of the 12 signs and what self-care might fit best for you um, based on your moon sign. And it tells you how to look up your moon sign. There is a free meditation there called Find Your Light that helps you kind of discover, um, you know, your inner light or that, that feeling of like, you know, you're you know the path you're on when you're kind of feeling like discouraged or, you know, kind of low or lost. It's a really good meditation for that. And then I have a free mini moon course that's available if you're completely new to like the moon phases and the lunar cycle and you want to learn more. That's a perfect introduction to the moon phases and how you can kind of dip your toe into the water of manifesting with the lunar cycle. Amazing. It sounds like something I need to take. <laughs> yeah. And what's your Instagram? It's Bella de Luna Astrology. Uh, it's very pretty. The colors that you choose on your website and on your Instagram are, it's mesmerizing. It's calming, just like your spirit. <laughs> and now it's time for Break That Shit Down. It can be scary and intimidating to kind of shed the layers we have built on ourselves um, to hide parts of ourselves or to hide parts of ourselves that we were shamed for growing up or we were told somehow weren't good enough. It can be scary to let that go. It can be scary to step into your full potential, your full power, and to claim who you are and to claim your voice and to use your voice. But I think that's kind of our, in some ways, that's our purpose in life, especially as adults, is to kind of find our way back to ourselves, you know, that got lost or hidden through maybe it was the way we were raised or messages we heard or society or culture or whatever it is. Uh, there's, There's at least some part of yourself that's hidden that got hidden away, that got told it wasn't good enough, that got told it had to make itself small. And it can be scary to kind of find your way. It feels like you're kind of navigating your way in the dark to, to find that part of yourself again. But that journey is so worth it. And I think that's part of what we are all trying to do as adults is, is to find that part of ourselves and reconnect. And so I hope something I've said has helped spark something in you that leads you on a journey to, to find that part of yourself again. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I think I learned a lot, honestly. And I think that I'll start paying more attention on a daily, maybe. 
maybe that's how you learn, right? I think it is. It's just, you know, you can start simple. Just being like, you look up like moonconnection.com, I think is one I know off the top of my head that tells you what sign the moon is in each day. And just all you have to do is look up, okay, what sign is the moon in each day? And then reflect, you know, at the end of the day, okay, how did you feel today? And then over time, you might discover a pattern or patterns. And I think it's a really fun way to get to know yourself. Awesome. I thought of, um, you know, those, what are they called? They're like those wooden people and you like take one off and they get smaller and smaller like and smaller. Like dolls. Yes. I was thinking of that, like peeling off. Cause you know, the whole onion thing, I'm over it. So <laughs> I, that's, I mean, I just had this vision of like, you're peeling off and going back down to that little beautiful child that you started out as. Thank you so much, Sarah. We're so grateful to have you on. Thank you for sharing your heart and your knowledge and your wisdom. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.